This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. I'm going to take a quick break to tell you guys about our sponsor. You guys all know what Spotify is, but on Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free, so you do not need to have a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one that you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are, and you can also easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you're listening to this ad right now, you should take a pause and share your podcast, or share my podcast, I should say, on your Instagram story and let other people know where to find it. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for The Real Real Podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of The Real Real Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first real episode of The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Since most of our lives are spent on social media and everyone is showing off their highlight reel, this podcast is here to help you guys show you the real real, what is real life with real people, real jobs, real lives. So I hope that you guys enjoy this very first episode where I am going to be talking to you guys a little bit about my journey on in life I guess and just how I came to the point in my life where I can consider myself a full-time youtuber also with a consulting job and also starting my own business which is my store shop barbu so I'm really excited to show you guys or to record this episode for you and just give you a more inside scoop I know if you guys are here for my videos, which most of you probably are, you guys know a lot about this because I do talk about it a lot. I wanted to dive deep into how I got to where I am, kind of help you guys if you guys ever want to start YouTube or become like quote unquote an influencer, I guess. I hate that word, but I'm just going to tell you guys how I got there and yeah, the, just the steps I took in that direction. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time, you know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? 
Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz-free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Also, before I start this episode, I would love it if you guys would give this a rating on iTunes because that is how it's going to expose my podcast to more people. So please, please, please give it five stars if you guys like this podcast at the end of it, after you listen to it, of course and leave a review for what you guys like or what you guys who you guys think I should interview what types of careers what types of people what types of lives <laughs> like people I should interview so definitely leave those in the reviews you can dm me on instagram and all of that stuff but let's just get into the podcast to start out i want to introduce myself so hello i am natalie barbu the host of this podcast and you guys are going to be hearing a lot of me but normally these episodes will have someone else i just thought for the first episode it would be good to give you an introduction of who i am and how i got to where i am today so i am 22 years old i will be turning 23 which sounds so old in one 
one month actually so by the time you guys are watching this i'll be about two weeks away from turning 23 i think if this is going up when i think it's going up <laughs> i turned 23 on april 16th and i don't know 23 just sounds so old already i know i'm still so young i'm still in my early 20s but when i was younger when i was in high school and stuff like that 23 just sounded so old I also just graduated college last year from NC State University, which is in Raleigh, North Carolina. Go Pack! I loved it. I loved my college. I loved those four years. When people tell you they are the best four years of your lives, up until this point, they definitely have been the best four years. But I don't know. I really, really like postgrad. I honestly am enjoying postgrad more than college, which gives me hope that the best years are still yet to come. Um, I don't think I've lived them already. I'm excited and for the future. I think. Each year has been better than the last so I don't know as much as I loved college and I thought I would be missing it a lot I've actually really really liked the point in my life where I am now so yeah I graduated from NC State with a degree in industrial engineering and if you guys are like wait what why did you major in industrial engineering because I have I do YouTube and it's pretty like girly videos for the most part it started with makeup and fashion now kind of is more just like lifestyle and I also have a podcast now and I yeah, I have a clothing store. Like, why did I study engineering? I have so many videos on that, but I basically just wanted to go into engineering because I really liked math. And that was just a career path that I thought was a safe career choice. I thought I could do well in it. Um, it also, because I did industrial engineering, it was more businessy. I guess the business side to it so I really liked that I could learn I was learning a lot of behind the scenes stuff like of more of like um product development let's say and not even product development but more like the number side of things and the logic logistics side of things and stuff like that like there was a lot of statistics and I don't know a lot of my product development classes or just I had like project management stuff so that's why I did industrial engineering both my parents are also industrial engineers so I got a glimpse to see of what they do and how, what they learned from it and it just sounded cool so that's why I did it and when I went into college I did do YouTube but I wasn't it definitely wasn't serious I think I had like 10,000 subscribers not even I didn't really have a choice to do YouTube full-time going into college which I'm pretty thankful for I'm glad that when I was 18 years old I didn't have to choose between YouTube and college because I'm so thankful that I went to college and I've learned so much in college and I grew so much as a person and even besides learning through education I just learned a lot about myself I learned a lot about other people by living with them and just the college experience in general I don't think everyone needs to go to college at all but for me I am very thankful that I did and I didn't have to choose between college and YouTube because I don't I feel like my life would be totally different now if I did that and I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, so I am in North Carolina. I know I have quite a few like subscribers and followers from North Carolina, so that's really, really cool. Um, I do live in Charlotte. I grew up here. I actually well, I was born in South Florida, so I was born like in Fort Lauderdale, Miami area in between there, and then I lived there for about 10 years, and then we moved to North Carolina, and I've been here in North Carolina ever since. I went away to Raleigh for college, came back to Charlotte after college because I got a job here with a consulting company. And yeah, I moved out of my parents' house. I had my own apartment with a roommate, and I've just been really loving postgrad. And I've kind of rediscovered a love for Charlotte because I feel like when you grow up in a city, it sucks and it's lame and it's boring. But then coming back, so I was like kind of sad that I was moving back here. I really, really love New York. Most of you guys know that. I want to live in New York someday. 
Um, but it just was not the time for me to go there. New York wasn't ready for it for me yet. That's what I like to say. But yeah, no, I've rediscovered my love for Charlotte. So I, I don't know. I think it's really, really cool. And a lot of you guys have been wanting to ask, or a lot of you guys have been asking me cool things to do in Charlotte. So if you guys want me to do like talk about that at all ever, then let me know in a podcast. And where you can find me, you can find me on Instagram, which is at Natalie Barbu. You can also find me on Snapchat, which I don't use very often, and Twitter, which both of those are at Natalie underscore Barbu. And then you can also find me on YouTube, which I feel like most of you guys are from YouTube if you guys are listening to the very first episode of my podcast, um, which is just also my name, Natalie Barbu. It started as Beauty by Nat XO, and I'm not even kidding, guys. About a year ago, I just changed it to actually be some make me sound older than a 13 year old and I just changed it to Natalie Barbu. I think that if you look up though youtube.com slash beauty by my channel still comes up. I think the URL like it's still linked to that URL. Even though if you look up youtube.com slash Natalie Barbu, that's also my YouTube channel. So I guess I have two URLs and if you look up beauty by Natxo, I still come up. It's so embarrassing. But that was the days when it was like the Bethany Moda days when everyone was like Juicy Sorrow 7 days and stuff like that. Like Juicy Sorrow 7 is the reason why I started my YouTube channel. So because of her, I was like, ooh, beauty by Natxo. Like I have a video where I actually explain why I chose beauty by Natxo and it's just so... I'm so cringy, like, looking at my 15-year-old self. I started so long ago. I started when I was 15. So just watching that in video, it's it's so funny. It's actually hilarious. I still have a lot of videos up from when I was younger, and I still have my first video up, but so many of them I privatized or privated. They are just the most embarrassing thing ever, and I don't want those out there. So I can still enjoy them and watch them, but you guys cannot because they are so embarrassing. But I broke this video down in categories, as I always do, especially in my videos too. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is how I got started with YouTube, because I feel like that's a question that I get a lot. And even though I have explained it to some people, I've never really gone in depth about it. And if you guys are wanting to start a YouTube channel I hope that this can give you some insight about it so we're gonna go into YouTube then how I got my job and why I got my job because a lot of people ask that and then we're going to go into how and why I started my online store so take a seat ladies and gentlemen grab a cup of coffee drink a glass of wine I don't know what you guys do when you guys listen to podcasts are you guys working are you guys in the shower are you guys working out let me know. But how I got started with YouTube goes back to, like I said, when I was 15 years old, little Natalie. I was a sophomore in high school, a sophomore in high school, I think, or it was the summer after my freshman year. I was very, very young and I was bored. And I remember I, this is when I kind of discovered YouTube and I started watching a lot of makeup tutorials and I was just fascinated by them and I thought they were so interesting. And I remember binge watching them. I would sit on my dad's computer in his office and I would watch YouTube videos for hours and it was just like makeup tutorials. And at that point, I wasn't really wearing makeup. I was, but I not a lot. I didn't know how to really do my makeup. So it was a good way for me to learn how to do makeup. I started with Juicy Sorrow 7. I remember watching Claudia. I remember watching Megan Hughes. Or maybe not Megan Hughes, Megan Rinks. It was Megan Rinks that I was watching a lot. So I was watching all of those original beauty gurus. As this is the time when we were called the beauty gurus. And I really wanted to start one. And I had actually had, I just got my laptop, which was a MacBook. It was, I think, it was a macbook just a plain macbook not macbook pro just like the all white one you guys know what i'm talking about and it had a web webcam on it so i went on i think it was 
iMovie. It probably was iMovie at the time. I went on iMovie. I hit record on the iMovie screen so I could like see myself on the screen. I did not have a camera. I didn't have... This was the time when iPhones didn't take the best quality pictures yet. It was before the age of social media. Instagram was not even a thing to prep. Like for you guys to know when this was, this was before Instagram because I had a YouTube... I remember when Instagram came out what I had already been filming videos so this was before Instagram before all of the social medias before Twitter all of that stuff so it was very very early on and I just hit record and I filmed an Aria Montgomery makeup tutorial because this was when Pretty Little Liars was a thing and people would always say that I looked like Aria from Pretty Little Liars that was just something that I got a lot so I started filming that makeup tutorial I edited it on iMovie and then I uploaded it to YouTube right away and I think I got like two comments on it within two days or something like that, which honestly I'm surprised because <laughs> I feel like it's hard when you are starting at zero subscribers to get your first video for people to see. Like who is who is finding it? Like who does Google or YouTube recommend it to? I don't know. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Like once I saw the comments coming in and keep in mind, again, this was before social media. So this was before Instagram, you got likes and comments. So this was really my first time. I had a MySpace. I had a MySpace in middle school, but that was only your friends. So this was the first time I was putting myself out there to strangers on the internet and filming and I got comments that were saying like, oh, you're so pretty or like, oh this is I love this video which honestly I don't know why people would comment that but again this was before people had like actually good quality videos I posted that first one and I became obsessed I really really loved it so I kept filming more and I think I posted like seven videos a week or something like that like it was crazy like I posted so many videos one of them was like an out of the sea tutorial where I had like blue eyeshadow and it was it was a mess so I was doing that and then that's when what's in my bag videos were popular and I remember my what's in my bag video got like 60,000 views which honestly to this day if I if a video gets 60,000 views I'm like oh that's that's a lot <laughs> like I I was I'm so shocked that that video that video was my most watched video for such a long time um, so I think that's kind of how my videos started becoming more popular, I guess, because I just had one that kind of got a lot and by no means is that going viral. But at that time I was just in like, so I couldn't believe that a video of mine got 60,000 views, which is, yeah, it was just crazy. And I remember telling my mom about my YouTube. I started to, I told her probably a month after I started it. And I remember telling her about it in Nordstrom in the shoe department. I was like, mom, I have to tell you something. And I was all secretive about it. Like as a, if she, I mean, I'm not a mother, but I can only imagine as a mother, if my daughter came up to me and was like, I have to tell you something, I would be thinking so much worse of things than I started a YouTube channel. And again, at that time it wasn't very popular. So she was probably like, wait, what? Like, what is a YouTube channel? <laughs> no, I don't know her reaction, but she was just like, okay, cool. Like that's, that's fine. I don't know. My parents were never like telling me to stay off the internet. Like they let me have a MySpace. They let me have a Facebook early on. They never were like, oh, you need to be careful on the internet. Because I feel like at that time, a lot of parents were not letting their kids go on the internet because it was such a new thing. And there was like stranger danger and stuff like that. People pretending to be who they are not. So I feel like it was just way more like of a like not common thing and I was so lucky that my parents were super supportive about it from the beginning they thought it was really cool 
and yeah I just started doing them like that and I didn't tell a soul I did not tell any of my friends I didn't tell anyone in my high school no one at all because as you can imagine in high school when this is a new thing this again before social media I've said that maybe 10 times in this podcast I'm so sorry you're putting yourself out there on the internet filming mediocre videos with a horrible quality camera and and also just makeup tutorials when you're not even a makeup artist like it's kind of weird so I remember not telling anyone about it. I had like a Tumblr that was a fashion, a fashion Tumblr where I would post fashion pictures because I just loved everything fashion. At that time, I was obsessed with fashion and I had a Tumblr where I posted that and I remember Seventeen Magazine was having a application about to be on their style council and their style council was where you would get featured in their magazine and you can like pick out outfits and you were just part, part of their style council, whatever that was. And then you would be featured on their in their magazine. So all I needed to hear was that I would be featured in their magazine because I was, I I thought that was the coolest thing. Seventeen magazine was my favorite magazine. I was had a subscription to it. It was amazing. So I remember applying for that, and I had linked my YouTube channel and I had linked my fashion Tumblr, and I ended up getting it, which is amazing, and it was so cool, and it was probably my highest achievement in high school. Like I was so proud of myself, and just like I could not believe I was going to be in Seventeen magazine. When it was announced, I remember announcing it. I think Instagram had already become a thing. And so I announced it on Instagram and Facebook. Maybe it was just Facebook. I think it was, honestly, actually, I think it was just Facebook. Actually, no, it was Instagram too. So I had announced it on Instagram and Facebook. And this is when I only had really high school people following me. And I remember announcing it and people, my you are the when like you went to 17 magazines website they had linked my blog so they never linked my youtube but they linked my blog and when you went on my blog my youtube channel was attached to it and i didn't want people finding out from high school that i did my youtube channel so i took away the link from my bio or from my blog so it just was my blog you couldn't see my youtube and to this day that is one of my biggest regrets because I feel like it would have exposed my youtube channel to a lot more people but I was so scared of people finding out in high school so I took it away and no so people knew about my blog but they didn't know about my youtube and then eventually people people kind of thought it was cool that I was in 17 and Before this, I was not, like, by any means popular in high school, and I still wasn't when this came out, but more people, I guess, heard, like, knew of me as the girl who's in Seventeen magazine, and then I remember people finding out on my YouTube channel slowly, and it wasn't, like, a whole high school find out thing, but a few girls texted me, hey, like, is that your YouTube video? Well, I think I came across it. I didn't know you do YouTube, and I remember texting them, please don't tell anyone. Yeah, I do it, but, like, please don't tell anyone. And of course, people talk. So they told people. And then I remember some of my guy friends that I was not really that close with anymore because of some drama that had happened had found out about it. And they would just like make fun of me a little bit. And even if maybe looking back, it wasn't that bad. Like, I don't think that it wasn't like they were bullying me in school, like telling everyone, but they would tease me about it. And because I was insecure, any little thing got to me so I stopped doing videos because of that and I kind of took a break I mean I never fully fully stopped but I didn't film or upload for months on end I probably posted five videos in one year if even which essentially is quitting I feel like I feel like that's like nothing so I stopped doing that and people I just I was so afraid of what people thought of me and I 
even though I loved doing YouTube, I, I hated getting made fun of and teased and people thought it was weird, so I stopped doing it. And at this point, I still don't think I ever really got paid with YouTube. I think I may have gotten maybe in total like $100 or something like that, and I had already been doing it for like two or three years. So it was not an income for me. It was really merely just a hobby. And then when I got to college, I remember I was just missing it and I was in a new place, a new environment with new friends. And I was like, you know what? If people care about me doing YouTube videos, then that shows so much more on them than it does on me. So I decided to announce it. So I announced it on my Instagram. I told people about it. I was very proud. I was loud and proud doing YouTube videos. And that is kind of where my uphill journey began I guess so I started college I'm pretty sure with like 10,000 subscribers maybe a little less and I remember filming a lot in college and doing a lot of college content and a lot of still like fashion content and stuff like that but I really was proud of it I would say like hey guys new videos out you know and I would talk about it way more and I that's when I started working with more brands and again this was very very little money I was not making a lot of money at all I probably made about like a hundred dollars a month on YouTube which I mean a hundred dollars a month is not bad at all but it definitely was not like an income for me most of the brand deals I did were like 50 buck brand deals like I would do a whole video for fifty dollars or I would just do it for free product so it was still definitely a hobby but I started taking it more seriously and started being way more proud of it and I got a camera I actually got a real camera and I was editing still on iMovie for the longest time but yeah it just it kind of um went uphill slowly from there I don't think I've ever had like a viral video that made me blow up I'm still growing um but I just started doing it more consistent consistently and then my, about my junior year is when my YouTube kind of took a turn because I got a manager and I started getting more serious brand deals and getting more money on ads and stuff like that so just uploading consistent consistently is what made me I feel like grow more because again like I said I didn't have a viral video no none of my videos are like one of my videos has a million views but that's about it you know nothing that blew up overnight or anything like that so for me it was all about consistency and it was all about staying true to myself really I really filmed videos that I liked I wanted to be myself and totally myself in my videos I wasn't like acting or trying to be someone I wasn't and I just as each year went on I became more and more proud and of it and more and more taking it like taking it more seriously each year and reaching out to people and doing collabs and like meeting some of my best friends through youtube which was awesome and so cool and i don't know i just started loving it a lot more and of course as each year goes on it becomes more normal more people are starting youtube and a lot of people were asking me how do you start a youtube channel and stuff like that but i do want to do a podcast episode where i talk about being a youtuber as a career and not really my journey about it but how to make money off of it how to monetize it and just how to like the ins and outs like things that you don't know about being a youtuber things that people don't talk about people don't like talking about certain things and i feel like they should be talked about because people are curious so yeah that's kind of where i am here today um it is now able to be my full-time job which is insane because if you told me that when i was 15 years old that this could be a job what you're doing natalie filming your aria montgomery makeup tutorial on your macbook that can be a job i would have never believed you it's just insane and i'm so blessed and i truly thank god every single day because that i mean i couldn't like to him be the glory like really i am just 
I am very, very blessed and thankful that I get to do this. But that brings me to how I got my job and why I got a job because I can do YouTube full time now, but I do have a normal nine to five job. And to answer kind of plain and simple, actually, no, I'm not going to answer plain and simple. I'm going to, I'm going to deep dive into it. When I was graduating college, I started my job search about the second I started my senior year of college. And I don't know if this is how it is for every school. I know this isn't how it is for every major, but maybe NC State is different than other schools. Engineering, you pretty much start looking for a job in the beginning of your senior year. I know some degrees like marketing and fashion and stuff like that, you look for a job two months before you need to start. But engineering, it's very, very ahead of schedule, which kind of is nice because the whole senior year I was just cruising along because I had a job. But I got my job, I think, September or October my senior year, and I didn't graduate until May. I went to my career fair. I got it. I wanted to do consulting because I actually, honestly, I didn't want to do consulting and still <laughs> until I started like applying for jobs and I was just like I have no idea what the heck I want to apply to like I I'm not in love with engineering so I don't want to do a strictly engineering focused job I wanted something more broad something more in business a lot of my colleagues were doing consulting and were interested in that so I started researching it and then I liked it so I wanted to go into consulting and do a consulting job and so I looked at all the consultants or consulting jobs companies that were coming to my career fair and I started networking with them. I went to their networking events. I went to their dinners. I went to their Q&A sessions. I, I really reached out. So I found one company that I wanted to join or wanted to be get hired with. And I literally did everything like with that one company only. That was like really the only company I was very, very interested in. Um, and at this point, again, it's early in my senior year. So yes, I am doing YouTube. I'm making a little more money off of it than let's say $100 a month, but still nowhere near what I would make as a living. Like it was still a very like little amount paid side hobby so it was not it wasn't even on my radar really to do it full-time like I would have liked to and I knew that it was possible because I was growing um and I just I've seen my growth from beginning to now so I knew that I could get there eventually and growing on YouTube and on any social media really is exponential it's not like if you grow 100 subscribers in one month then the next every month you're gonna grow 100 normally it's like you grow 100 then you go 300 then you grow 500 it's it's very very exponential with a couple ups and downs but for the most part it's pretty exponential so i knew that i could do youtube full-time eventually but i didn't think it would be when i graduated and i still wanted a job because honestly i studied engineering for four years and it was hard so i wanted to just get a job that hired engineers and a lot of people think consulting is not engineering but my consulting company hired mostly engineers and computer science people. I work in tech there, so it very much is related to my degree. One, because I wanted to use my degree. It was a hard degree. I wanted to use it. And also, I didn't really have an option, to be honest. I wasn't choosing between YouTube and a career. I had to get a career. So I got that in about almost a year before I graduated. I mean, I got it in September, October. I graduated in May. That's pretty long before. So all of senior year was very, very, very relaxed for me. My second semester senior year, I was only in nine credits. So it was extremely easy. I had all the time in the world. I seriously had so much time to do whatever I wanted. It was it was great. Um, so I focused on YouTube so much. I did so many week in my lives and college vlogs. And I, I grew my vlog channel too. So 
I was kind of like daily vlogging in college and I don't know it was just it was a lot a lot of fun so from there I started getting bigger brand deals and I started getting more money on YouTube ads because I also had my vlog channel where I was uploading almost every single day and still when I graduated college I could not do it full-time so it wasn't again like I had the option but I was a lot closer and then I started my job in September um so I started my job a year before I actually got it so I had my job for about a year um before and then I started my job in September and I have been doing it ever since so here we are in February when I'm recording this podcast by the way it's February what day is today February 23rd while I'm recording this fun fact um so from there I just I'm here I am still at my job and I kind of just recently realized this past year um a lot of stuff kind of came in at the end of the year that I realized I could do it full time and I'm so thankful again like I said um and this year has been really great for YouTube I've been growing a lot and I've just really I feel like I've gotten into a routine of it um I love it I'm I've been excited about the content I've been producing and I've also I've found a balance with work and YouTube it's been good it's been really really good I really like my job I think I work with amazing people um my coworkers are awesome they're all super super nice and I have pretty nice hours I it's not like they overwork me I have very standard eight hour days um but some of my friends that have jobs have like 12 hour days so I'm really thankful that mine is not like that and it's all about the people and I work with amazing people so I that is why I got a job in corporate America I don't know how long I will be staying in corporate America, let's say, because I've always wanted to start my own business and do my own thing, which brings me to my next topic, which is how and why I started my online store. And this one's going to be the shortest one of all of them because it's pretty, this one is pretty plain and simple. I have always wanted to be a business owner and I have always loved fashion and I just, I was fascinated with online stores and just store owners in general I've I looked at a lot of stories of people that have started their own stores and like success stories and stuff like that and as an influencer quote-unquote I do work with a lot of brands and I just wanted to be on the other side of that I really wanted to start one and so I dove head in I literally just had the idea one day and then within that week I was already filing to start an LLC which is um, a limited liability corporation in which is a company yeah I started my company <laughs> so I started a company really kind of immediately I'm one of those people that's super impulsive I don't really think things through I just kind of do it as with everything in life like for example my YouTube I just was bored and I did it and with my store that's kind of how it was too I did make a business plan and stuff like that but for the most part I just dove right in and did it it's been a lot of fun but I'm not gonna lie that has definitely been on the back burner when I started my job because it is very hard to own your own company and have a job and also a youtube channel which is like another company in itself or another business in itself i should say um so my store i love it it's my baby it's called shopbarboo.com and if you guys want to i'm gonna give you guys 30 percent off for listening to this podcast episode so type in podcast for um on the in the discount code when at checkout just type in podcast and you're gonna get 30 percent off your whole entire purchase but enough self-promo i feel like this whole episode has been like self-promotion and yeah that was very short and sweet of my store um I feel like I should talk more about it but that 
I have like a whole video on how I started my online store and everything like that but I really just I wanted to be a business owner and I just I don't know I love it I really do I I just have always wanted to start something like that I'm super into fashion I mean the whole creation of my YouTube started with fashion and makeup so that's always just been a huge thing and I wanted to start something that I didn't find everywhere else I wanted to get pieces that were just my closet so you guys can really shop my true personal style which is really cool um, and it's been a lot of fun seeing the marketing side and seeing kind of how to run a business and numbers. And I'm so fascinated with statistics and analytics and everything like that. So that is why I started my online store. And it has just been so much fun. And I did start it with the help of my sisters. It is my online store. They just kind of help me out. It's not like a family-run business. Um, but I love my last name, so I wanted to name it Shop Barbu. That is kind of where I got to where I am today. I'm still learning a ton. I'm still trying to balance everything. I feel like people think that I have my life together, which is so far from the truth. I do not have my life together, you guys. <laughs> I'm still so up in the air with what I want to do. I still want to move to New York really badly, so I'm kind of trying to figure out when that when I should do that and just praying a lot about it seeing kind of where my life needs to go what direction it should go in um other projects I want to start like my podcast I'm so excited that it's finally here because this has definitely been something on my mind for a really long time and I feel like don't worry guys I'm going to be interviewing other people it's not just going to be I'm like tired of listening to myself already so I it's going to be an interview style podcast where I'll be having a guest on every single week but I thought it was appropriate to start off with how I got to where I am if any of you guys were curious or wanted to see kind of the journey of a youtuber entrepreneur I hate the word entrepreneur too even though it's not like a bad negative connotation I just I don't know it's, it sounds weird to me I'm an entrepreneur but I am I am a very entrepreneurial spirited person I have some other projects that I do eventually want to start but I have been realizing that I need to take my time on things and I need to think things through more than I do and be a little less impulsive still have that impulsiveness in me for sure but be a little less impulsive and really have patience that's kind of been the my honestly my whole life has been learning a lot of patience like I like I said I didn't have a video that went viral um there have been people that have been doing YouTube for two years and are much more successful quote-unquote if you go by success by numbers um they have way more subscribers than me for example there have been people that have been doing it for way less time than me and are way further along but honestly I wouldn't trade it my my journey my path for anything I'm really proud of where I am but I also think that it is this the way everything has been played out I guess that the timing of everything has been for a reason um so I'm not I don't wish that I grew faster or anything like that I think everything happened the way it was supposed to happen and I'm really really thankful for where I am um I think that's where I want to wrap this podcast episode up I hope that you guys kind of learned a little bit more about me. Some of the things I talked about in this podcast I never talked about on my YouTube channel. So you definitely did get a little bit more of an inside scoop of my life. And I want to be as open and honest as possible on here. And I'm just so excited for more episodes to come. And I really want to get let you guys get to know me, but also get to know other people and get to know other lives. I don't know. I think it's going to be a really, really great really great discussion going forward again thank you guys for watching or sorry i'm so used to saying thank you guys for watching thank you guys for listening to this podcast please 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 give it five stars on itunes and show me or send me screenshots that you did that share it with your friends 
insta story it i just that would mean so much to me and you guys blow me away every time you dm me and comment on my videos like i just can't believe you i have the greatest followers listeners now <laughs> subscribers i truly truly mean that and i feel like we're like best friends for ex- i just met up with someone today that watches my videos and we literally just like got coffee and talked thank you guys again for listening be sure to give it five stars and let me know who i should interview or what type of people i should interview on the podcast and i love you guys and i will see you guys in my next episode bye guys Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the mom room podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood. Hey, my name is Lovan Roomf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.